Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Welcome, 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 everybody. All right, here we go. We got a really, really, really good show for you today. It's Thursdays with Kelly Girl. It's story time with my beautiful wife, Kelly, and we're going to we're going to tell an incredible story today, so tell all your friends, get on here, share this with as many people as you can. We have an incredible share for you today. It's a great story. We're going to get my lovely wife in here in just a minute. First, we've got to take care of a little business. I want to welcome everybody to our show. Thank you very, very much. Thanks for making this such a success. We couldn't do this without all of you, and I just want you all to understand how important you all are to the process and to our show. So thank you very, very much, everybody, for being involved. If you look right above us here, that's our rescue monkey, Marley. We also have two rescue kitties and uh, all this going on down here in beautiful Cabo San Lucas, where we live. And we're praying and hoping that my beautiful wife can join us here. Kelly girl. You think you're going to be able to join us today? All right. I promised I was very, very good today. Or last night, I was a very, very good boy. So my beautiful wife's going to join us on the show today. And we're going to tell an incredible story. So if you, uh, if you haven't, if you don't remember story time, Kelly and I did story time during what all that crazy stuff that was going on in 2020 and 2021 and we were doing story time every single day so today we're going to go back to our story time and we're going to tell a really good story about our lives together and kelly's going to add in a whole bunch of content to it we're going to talk it's going to be a long long time no we're going to talk about something that's crazy that happened to us but real quick gang don't forget you want to check out Pacific Sport Fishing Alliance. Check out Larry and the boys over there. They have a really cool thing going for everybody involved in, with your saltwater guide. If you download, if you hit that QR code, jump onto Pacific Sport Fishing Alliance. Check out his uh, bucket list vacation destination for fishing. And Kelly Girl are going to join him on the Alaska trip. And we will have the exact dates for you soon. Probably next Thursday, we'll have the exact dates for you when we're going, if you want to go on a trip with us. But check out Pacific Sport Fishing Alliance. Grab that QR code right there because you're definitely going to want to be involved with all the cool stuff. Hey, there's Marley coming out. All right. So check out Larry. We'll jump out of there and we're going to talk about this is an amazing story. So... Yeah, so many amazing. But this one's a good one, and it's gonna go good, and I think you'll all enjoy it. I have no idea what story. We're gonna tell the story about when I came home. Wow, I keep pushing. I know we both be all the way back in the other room here in a minute. So yeah, they. I just want to be next to you, sweetheart. I I love you very, very much. Oh my gosh, (laughs) could you imagine that? Thank you all for checking out that great picture of Kelly Girl this morning, catching her first ever thresher shark. 
We appreciate all the comments and all the likes. We appreciate that. That was skinny, Kelly. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you, she's all the way up to a size zero right now. Anyway, so that's all. Sorry. All right, gang. So 2019, I came home from work one day and I told Kelly girl, hey, I just took a job working for Fletcher Jones Motor Cars. And she's all, oh, my gosh, that's so exciting. And I said, yeah, but the one thing that you might not be appreciative of is it's in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. And she goes, oh, how long are you going to work down there? I said, well, we are moving to Cabo. Because, so this, I was shocked because Dave would work, come down here to Cabo every, quite a few times. And he'd, you know, stay a month or two or one time he stayed three months. So that was not unusual for him to, you know, work in Cabo uh, for a long period of time. And I would just be in California working, doing, working at my job in Newport Beach and being by myself. So when he said, we are moving, we are both moving. I was like, what? And he says, I need you to quit your job. Give your notice tomorrow. Give your two week notice tomorrow. And, and then I was like, what? Yeah. So here's how it went down. Oh, that didn't happen. That yeah, happened. that's exactly how it went. Yeah. So I took the job before I talked to my beautiful wife. Probably not a good idea, those of you that are thinking about doing something like that. That's like with the monkey. He got the monkey, didn't even talk to me really about it. He said, Oh, by the way, we're getting a monkey in two weeks. So, yeah. Yeah. You need to work on that. So, anyway. <laughs> so what I told Kelly Girl was, I'm going to be working. This was in September. I'm going to be going down in October to go down there and check out the biking that I'm going to be running and to check out the thing and to find us a place to live and do all those things. And then you and I personally will move down there full time in January. All right, sweetheart. And what did I else did I say? I said, oh, and now we're kind of a little bit older. Kelly's not as old as I am, but we've accumulated quite a bit of stuff in our life. Yeah. And uh, I'm 50, almost 51. Dave's 61. 61. And I said, and we're not going to get a store. We're not going to get storage. So at the time we had a little Mercedes Benz and a forerunner. Mm -hmm. And I said, if it doesn't fit in these two cars, baby, you can't have it. So mind you right now, I have a whole room devoted to just clothes and shoes of mine. It's like my, I, we call it, I call it my closet room. Before we moved here, you can't even, I can't even describe how much, how many, how, how much clothes, clothes I had. had. I, I ended up giving away so many things. Um, yeah. My neighbor from where we used to live made out real well, but. Yeah, I had to give away a lot of stuff because I had to decide what did I want, what was worth keeping, and, and what wasn't, because Dave was not going to get a storage facility. So anyway, go ahead. And I know this is a fishing show, those of you that are leaving that comment, and I do do fishing, and we moved down here to take people fishing for a living. That's why we came down here. So here's what we'll talk about that, and if you're not into listening to the story, it's okay. You don't have to, but... We're, that's what we're doing today. We got Kelly girl on here and we're telling a story. So it has to do a lot with fishing because that's what we've done for a living for the last 48 years. So well, you have, I have. Well, I have, and you've been a very you big part of it for a very long time. <laughs> you, 
So I can't. I told her that if it doesn't fit in the two cars, we're not getting a storage unit. So you have to figure it out and do something with it. And so I left two days later to fly down here to Cabo to check out my new job and check out everything that it had to do with it and worked down here for about a month. And then my beautiful wife, I had a place to live that came with the job that I thought that was where we were supposed to live. So I called Kelly girl and I said, Hey, can you come down next week? I'll buy you a ticket, come down check out what we're doing, where we're going to live and how it's all going to go. And so she said, yeah, sure. Sure. I'll come. So I book a flight on Southwest. I, you know, go to the airport and I get on the plane and we're headed down. I'm headed down here to Cabo. And this is just a little side story. I uh, was, the, the plane was packed. I don't know what, I can't remember when exactly I was, it was when I was coming here, but the plane was packed. I was sitting next to a mother and a toddler, like a three-year-old. And the three-year-old did not want to be she did not want to sit with the mom or she was just being, she was kind of being a brat. She was kicking, screaming, kick me in the, up here, kick me. I mean, all over. It was ridiculous. Anyway, I feel like the plane is not, I feel like the plane was doing something weird, right? So I look on my tracker app and the plane is flying in a circle. And, over Loretto. Over Loretto. And I'm like, what is going on? So just then the pilot came on and said, oh, you know what? We, uh, there's some weather issues in Cabo. It was pouring down rain. It was hurricane time. It was the middle of November. So the pilot says, we are going to turn, no, we're going to stay in this holding pattern for a bit and then we'll continue on to our destination, which is Cabo. And, uh, I'm like, okay, you know, so we're like going in a big circle and then all of a sudden he comes back on and says, we're going to head back. We're going to head to San Diego. We're going to fuel up and then we'll try it again. We'll go back to, we're going to head down to Cabo. But she didn't fly out of San Diego. You flew no, out of Orange County. I flew out of Orange County, but we were just going to fly to San Diego to get fuel. Cause I guess being, you know, we were using up a lot of fuel going in circles for a while. So, Everybody was confused. People were kind of upset. This girl, little girl was kicking me, screaming, and I just wanted to get off the plane. And then the pilot comes on and says, you know what? Uh, we're not going to go back to San Diego. We're going to take you back to Orange County. And then you'll have, you can figure out how to get to Cabo on your own. <laughs> so now understand this plane is full of full people, of people that are going vacation. on vacation to Cabo. Yeah. That guy decides that he's not taking them to Cabo, takes them back. Kelly sends me a text message. I'm at the airport with probably two or 300 people that are all there waiting for the plane to land. But I'm the only one out of the whole group that knows that they're not coming. Because Kelly, I don't, I don't know how, how she did, it, did but it. I was able to send him a message. Somehow I did. But um, I was probably the only one on the plane that was actually relieved that I wasn't going to Cabo because I was just, I don't even know why did I not want to come. I just, I don't know. I was just, uh, you were still taken back from the fact that we were, that we were gonna move moving there. to Cabo San Lucas from <laughs> so beautiful still, Orange County, California. I still wanted more time as much time as I could have in, in Orange County. But so anyway, we came, we flew back to Orange County and I let Dave know, Hey, I'm going to have to come another day. And he's like, well, I'll book your flight. I'll book your flight for you. And I said, no, no, it's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. And he said, no, 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 let me do it. And he said, I got your flight for tomorrow. And I said, 
oh, okay. And then I don't know what happened. I ended up canceling that and I came like three days later. So. Right. And then she flies in three days later. And I had, at the time I had a rental car that was a Yugo. Yes. They fixed me up in this Yugo. The wheels are about this big around. And we're down here in beautiful Cabo San Lucas. I pick her up in that car and I take her to our new. Yeah. He's going to show me where we're going to live here in Cabo. He says, this is our place. And so we, he fixed me up in this clown car and um, this, which by the way, is the same car you rented when we went and stayed at the, the suite, a suite in Vegas at the Palms. It was so good. That one anyway. of our clients let <laughs> yes. us use their suite anyway, at the you Palms. You your little cars. But um, so we, we uh, were on our way to see where we're going to live. And I'm, you know, I'm, I am just like, I don't know what to think. So. Okay. If you've ever been to Cabo San Lucas, there is an area where there's a bunch of strip clubs where girls take their clothes off. It's the gentlemen's clubs, that excuse me. You've only heard of them. I've never been in any of them, but I heard about these things down here. So when I pull into our parking lot, it is underneath of Lord Black's and right next to uh, Deja, or no, some other, some other. The, two, the two gentlemen's clubs, we're parking underground underneath those and then our our uh, condo that we were staying in was actually one wall is hooked to the casino here in Cabo and the other wall is our excuse me our bedroom window is right above a karaoke bar where they sing till two or three o'clock in the morning every night yeah so ladies if you are watching any of you are watching Long story short, we we share a uh, parking our parking area. We share with the 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 people who work at Lord Black's, which is a strip strip club. So gentlemen's club. I asked Dave a strip club. Gentlemen's so club. Uh, let's just be real. Let's be real. So I said to Dave, so you mean you mean like the ladies are gonna or the girls are gonna be coming to their cars and you know whatever I whatever I'm like okay. So <laughs> Dave takes me. We walk up. We park this little car. And we walk up to our condo, our condo, and there are bars on the windows, bars on the door, like bars, you know, bars. Like, like prison bars. Bars, like you guys have in San Diego and, and, and I'm like, Huntington oh. Beach now. I, so then Dave opens the door to where we're going to live, and I, I'm pretty sure I started crying. I'm pretty sure I did. It was like something from like Three's Company. It was so dated. It was just like... Seriously, didn't it look like the bamboo furniture? I don't even. It's just ugly. I'm sorry. It was really bad. It was really bad, and I was just like, I, I can't believe this. And we're right above a karaoke bar, and and Kelly girl's supposed to be down here for a month. She's, I mean, she's supposed to be down here for a week, staying with, staying with her husband. And uh, I said, sorry, buddy. I go to I sleep because I'm go. pretty good sleeper. So I just go to sleep. I wake up in the morning and she tells me she has a trip booked to go home. She's yeah. not staying another day. for like two days. And then I went back home and went to work. And then we got home. I, I told her, okay, well, January, we're moving down here. And all she had was the thought. And she said, well, that's fine. But you better find us yeah, another, find place, another to place to live. Because the, the two nights I was there, it was constant music, just constant. It was and the crazy. casino and the yeah. kino machines and all the other factors going yeah. on there. So it was gnarly. So we'll set the clock ahead now. So it's January sixteenth. I come home 
and we got to move everything out of our house and move everything out of our garage and we're moving to Cabo San Lucas and we're putting it, we're putting everything in our two little cars as fast as we can and packing them up and it's raining and it's storming and any of my neighbors that were walking around, they were getting free stuff. Yeah, and we, our stuff, we had the cutest place where we lived in Laguna Niguel. And it was just adorable. I, I thought I had it decorated pretty You had cool. it beautiful. It was but wonderful. our friends and neighbors got our washer, dryer, brand new, brand Steve new Steve Campbell furniture. got all of our stuff. <laughs> we just couldn't store it. So Washer, dryer, refrigerator, freezer. TVs. TVs. Furniture, clothes, couches, towel. I mean, all of our linen, our you know, oh my god, everything. Everything, everything we gave it all away. Pots and pans, everything. And on the seventeenth of January, we started our drive mm -hmm. to Cabo San Lucas from Orange County with my, the Mercedes packed to where you could barely, you couldn't even see out of a window. You could see out of the mirrors on the sides. And then our friend Steve Campbell who got all of our furniture, he's driving our forerunner that's packed and all he can see out of is the driver's side window and the driver's side rear view mirror. Can't see out of any other things. And we're on our drive down. And we talked about this a little bit last Thursday, but we get to the border, it's raining and never ever in the history of me going into Mexico have I ever been stopped going in. I've been stopped many times coming back into the United States, but I've never been stopped going into Mexico. Oh my gosh. This is how the trip started. We're going into Mexico and uh, they pull us over and they make us put all of our stuff through a giant x-ray machine and they separate me and Kelly right away and take her away and put her into a tent with a bunch of machine guns yeah. and, and armed kids that are all younger than all of our children and they all have machine yeah. guns and they're holding my wife and i had i had because it all happened so fast they pretty much pulled me out of the car not physically but they told me to get out i wasn't prepared i just got out of the car i had no so when i'm sitting waiting and no this, id no i had passport. no id no passport i had nothing just me me and then me and i was petrified petrified these guys were staring and I didn't know what to do. I really thought And it was raining. It was raining. It was it was bad. And I, I wanted to I think I probably did cry. I don't know. So <laughs> we got out of that mess. We got check cars checked out. They didn't find all the drugs we were smuggling down here in New Mexico <laughs> or anything like that. They didn't steal any of our tackle or rods or reels, none of that stuff. They let us go and we're on our way and we're driving on down the highway and we're Cruising along, we're having a good time, we're listening to music, we're talking, we're laughing. I'm showing Kelly all around Rosarita Beach, then Ensenada, then we drove through Ensenada. And now, if you've ever done the drive, we're just at the bottom of the mountain where we start to drive up into the wine country, up into the mountains. And there's a gas station right there where it has just one lane where you can pull in and get gas. And I got my, the Mercedes in there and then the forerunners behind me with my buddy Steve in it. I fill up the Mercedes, I pull forward, then I get out of the Mercedes, go back to, to help Steve put the gas in the forerunner, and uh, I look on the ground, and I'm like, holy, and I touch it, and I say, that's gear oil. I go, oh my gosh. It, no, it's not gear oil, it's transmission fluid, it's pink. I go, oh no. I look underneath the Mercedes, and it's dripping down. The transmission is dripping. Now, remember, my boss at the time, 
owns a little company called Fletcher Jones Motor Cars. He kind of does Mercedes Benz. That's kind of his deal. And the car had been in his shop yeah, for yeah. three weeks, getting ready for this big drive. His ace number one mechanic told us everything was ready to go. And so we were on our way, but no one had, this was an unavoidable deal. Just no one could have seen this coming, but there was this certain part in the, in the transmission that was leaking the fluid. It's going to be a big mess now because everything we own, we're in Ensenada, we're in the middle of nowhere. It's 4.30 in the afternoon. It's like, yeah. oh my God. And that was that time was for Dave to make a, I don't know what to do. I'm really, I don't know what to do. I'm at my wit's end. I call the mechanic. Thank goodness we have. And he goes, okay, well, you have to put in the Mercedes-Benz transmission fluid if you're going to put any transmission fluid in it at all. And I'm like, do you have any idea where I'm at? We're not putting Mercedes-Benz transmission fluid in here. We're going to put the transmission. I go back into this. Now, this place is like, this, I don't know. This, this gas station, let me just say, this gas station, it looked like something from like, I saw a gas station like in an episode of I Love Lucy that looked just like Our this. Mayberry, our yeah, it was like so. from the 1950s or 60s. It was just so old. And like Dave said, they had one pump and Dave went inside to see if he could purchase some. Um, any oil. Any oil. And, and there it and is. All the products, of, the, the three products that they did have were covered in dust. Dust, but they had transmission fluid. They had, unbelievable, they had two bottles of transmission fluid. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so I put the transmission fluid in and I'm thinking, okay, we're going to give it a try. We're going to turn, we're not going up that mountain without transmission. We're going to turn around and we turned around and we started driving back to Ensenada. And on the side of the road was a junkyard, mm -hmm. big, giant junkyard. Yes, and it's still raining. It's still raining. And so we see this junkyard and this, this big junkyard. And then there was this. Oh, what, what about before we went by there? You saw that haunted oh, house. Oh, on so him? let's back up a little bit. Before we ha made it to that gas station, we're just cruising along. And I'm taking pictures of, you know, just sites and stuff like that. And we, we come up on this scary looking, I don't know what it was. It was like a building up on a hill off the side of the, I don't know, so, you know, kind of a ways from the road. But it was up on a hill. It looked like something from like a horror movie. And I, I thought it was so scary looking that I took a picture of it. I took a picture of it. And so then we moved on and, and that was it. So. And then Just now all this is going on to remember that part. Yeah. So now I pull into this junkyard and I go, this is a, Kelly's going, what are you doing? I go, well, it's a Hail Mary. We're just going to see what happens. We're going to pull in here. Now it's raining. There's like four or five guys hanging out there that are all greasy and they've obviously worked there. They're all working. And then there's this gentleman, Ramon, who is a very large gentleman and he has one of these kind of chairs like I'm sitting in right now. And he is the El Jefe of this junkyard. The junkyard's named after him. It's a big, giant junkyard. But they have a pit. If you know, like the old days before they had lifts to lift the cars up, they have a pit. And he's all, in his broken English, he told me to pull into the pit. Now the pit has about two and a half feet of water in it. 
I'm looking. I pull over to the pit. Kelly's in the car. I, so Dave, I'm in the car. Dave's, you know, communicating with this guy. He was, it's actually, he was in a recliner, like a leather recliner, not like as an office chair. And, and he's talking to the, all these younger guys around him. And I, I thought to myself, oh, this guy is going to rip us off. He's going to do something bad. Like, this is not good. And I think I even told you, we can't let him look at our, <laughs> like, he's probably, you know, telling these guys to, I don't know what, I was very suspicious, very suspicious. And I'm not because I've been working down here for so long. And I, let me just tell you something. The people of Mexico are the kindest, yes. nicest human beings on the planet and the most honest. And, and, and that is going to yeah, play a I, big I part in this But I could, yeah, I could not have been further, you know. But Kelly girl, so you know, she's anyway. watched... Too many episodes of Dateline. She's watched the meet. She's watched the news in California for so long. Like all our friends always say, "Aren't you scared living in Mexico?" No, we don't live in LA. We're not terrified in any way, shape, or form. But at the time, Kelly hadn't spent any time down here. But I already knew that if there was any way they were going to help us, this was where it was going to happen. So back to what we were saying. So I pull into the pit. It's got all that water in it. Ramon's son jumps into the pit. He's, he's waist deep in the water, looking up at the bottom of my car with a flashlight in his mouth. And he sees the part that's broken and he says he could fix it. Are you kidding me? But he needs the part. So we're back on the telephone with uh, the Mercedes Benz dealership that my boss owns, Fletcher Jones. And we're talking to them and they're telling me, okay, take a picture. I take a picture of the part. They tell me what the part is. They said, we can get it shipped down to you in three days. Now, remember, everything we own is in our cars. Everything we own. We gave away everything else. Every Think about this, folks. You're 50, 60, 70. Every single thing you own is in your car. Okay? Everything we have is in our cars. We're going to leave our cars here. We're going to go back to California. We're going to get the part. No, I don't know what we're going to do. My friend Steve that has my forerunner says, hey, I'll drive up back up there. I'll get the part. I'll be back tomorrow. What? You're going to do what? Okay. The guy at the Mercedes-Benz dealership tells him, listen, if you do get this thing taken apart and you do put this part in, it's going to take like eight hours to do this job. It's going to take eight hours to do the job. So they bring Steve into the warehouse in the morning and lay everything out at Fletcher Jones in their repair shop. And they lay it all out on a table and they show Steve and Steve's super good. He works for fishing boats unlimited. Steve Campbell's probably one of the, the smartest human beings I know for for fixing anything that is actually anything. And he watches and does all this. And he's like, oh my gosh, this is going to take forever. But he's in. He has the, he, and they give him a spare part. But in the time being, back to where we're back to junkyard. I tell Ramon, I go, hey, I got to, Kelly's got to go somewhere. She's got to have somewhere to stay. It's raining. It's gross. I, I'll hang out with you guys. We'll, we'll talk. We'll do whatever. I'll buy y'all lunch. I'll do whatever you want. So real quick, just so you're, so we make it clear. So we're in, we go to this junkyard. They're going to fix the, they're going to, you know, uh, help us out. They're going to, we can, I don't know. Our friend 
leaves the junkyard and drives all the way back to Newport Beach. Um, and from he, Ensenada. From Ensenada. And so we are left, Dave and I are there with our Mercedes, or not with our Mercedes, yeah, with the Mercedes. The Mercedes and, that doesn't uh, run. Right, that doesn't run. And um, so the, the owner of the junkyards, you know, uh, says, let's go get something. No, he says, I have my friend's hotel. Kelly can stay at the hotel. You and I will go get food for everybody because I offered to buy everybody food because these guys are helping us out. So, but still, because I'm a human, I'm still thinking I can't leave this car here with all of our stuff in it because it's everything we own. Even though I love these people and I'm and I they even offered to let us stay at their, at their house. house. Like we could you know stay there as long as we needed. <laughs> They're very very. Sweet. But then he says, my friend has a hotel. We'll go to the hotel. We'll drop Kelly off at the hotel. I'll follow you. You drive the Mercedes to the hotel. It's got a big secure parking lot. And then we'll go get food. We follow him. Guess where we end up going? To the haunted mansion. To that, that scary building that I took a picture of on the way there. On the way, you know. And the- this place is made out of brick. It was this. It was. It was. And I, we're, we pull into the parking lot and Dave goes into the office and rents a room and he takes us to our, or Dave and I walk to the room and. Well, here. I don't know. I'm the not, room, I'm not the blur I rent the room and the guy's all here. You need blankets. And he gives me some blankets and I'm like, okay. And, and I'm like, I grab the blankets and I'm like, got the key and I go get Kelly out of the car and I go get whatever you want to get out of the car. But. Yes, the parking lot is huge and it's super secure and it's right next to the office. So I feel good about leaving the car there. And it's like less than a two minute drive back to the junkyard where they're going to fix our car. So I'm excited about that. I take Kelly up to the room. I unlock the room. It is freezing. You can see your breath in the room. And it's still raining. It's still. And there's no heater. And bars on the windows. Um, blood on the chair there was blood on the there was some furniture in there like they had put like outdoor patio like a patio chair and and little table but they put it inside there was blood on the little pad the chair pad and Dave ended up leaving me so I go ahead so I say here you go babe here's the two blankets Relax. She had to go potty relax, too. Relax. She had, had to go, go to potty. I'm like, hey, I got you a hotel room. Go enjoy yourself. So let me you tell have a spa you. treatment. <laughs> yeah. There, no. There, there, I, <laughs> here's what I did. So I get in the room and I assess everything. I ended up just putting my hoodie over my head and I lay down on the bed, which I really didn't even want to do that. And I just curled up in the fetal position. I didn't even go to the bathroom because it was scary. I was scared to death because Dave left me. I didn't know what was going on. And it was freezing. And I, I just couldn't believe what, what was going what, what had already happened on this trip that we had just left. I mean, this, this, this is the our, start of our trip. This is our new life man. in Mexico. This is how it started. So Dave's off and he's getting lunch with these we went guys and got a great time <laughs> oh yeah time of my life because i have no worries at all i'm like kelly's taken care of i got her a really nice five-star hotel room and no. she's getting a spa treatment and i'm out getting carnitas with the guys yeah and i love carnitas i love carnitas but we go to this carnitas place and it's two for one and we buy like four kilos of carnitas and a bunch of tortillas and two big giant 
Cokes. Those two liter bottles of Coke and a bunch of cups. And the the carnitas is all the parts and pieces of the pig. It's 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 the intestines and the lips and the culo and all that stuff. And we were eating it like crazy. Me and the guys were having a ball, and I bring Kelly back up. He comes back to the room. I'm I'm laying on the bed in the fetal position. I don't even want to speak to him. <laughs> not that I was mad at him. I knew it wasn't his fault, but I just was not happy about what was going on. And uh, so he brings me this like styrofoam container and I open it up because I was pretty hungry. I still hadn't gone to the bathroom, but I just wanted to eat something and I almost threw up. But uh, right. I was like, what is this? You know, what, what did you do? What you, oh my God. Like, yeah. Remember where we are though. Remember where we are. So it's not like, and I'm riding around with these guys. So I have to go wherever we go the food's fine for me. I don't care. But Kelly girl, no, it's not so much. So we get back. I just drop her off the bag of food. I love you. I'm going to go with the guys. I'll be back. And I go over to the junkyard and we throw out all the food and we're all eating, having a good time talking. And um, I called my sister at the time and I talked to her and she goes, what? You did what? You Kelly's where? And I go, she, and she goes, oh my God. Let me call Mary. And he, she calls Mary Stefano, my good buddy, Greg Stefano's wife. And she's like, oh, my God, let me call Greg. He calls Greg. Greg calls me immediately and goes, what is wrong with you? You can't do that to Kelly. Go get her right now and take her to, uh, to uh, this five-star resort on the water in Ensenada called uh, Estero Beach. I go, okay. Ah. I don't know. So I get an Uber, take, go back to the house, go back to the beautiful hotel. But I'm happy because listen, in order to keep the Mercedes there, we had to have this room. Everything's working out because there is a higher power greater than myself that's running the show. I'm just trying to facilitate whatever the higher power gives us at the time. So we have a place to leave the Mercedes with everything we own in it. Remember, everything we own is in this car. Everything. And we get in an Uber and we go to the beach at Estero Beach to this super, really fantastic yeah. hotel. Really it fantastic. It was a big resort. Big resort. No one's Nobody there. It's there. the off season. No one's there. So I get a suite. I check Kelly in. And I'm like, okay, well, I got to go back and check on the car and see what's going on and how these guys and let them know the car is going to be there. So I'll be back. You're at this five-star yeah. resort now. So I'm off and I take off, well, five star for where we are. Yeah, it's, for where we are. In California, it's like a star and a half. But <laughs> it was nice. It was super nice. So I take off and I go and I'm dealing with these guys and I come back. Everyone assures me that the car will be okay and we're going to take care of it tomorrow. And I call Steve and he's made it up to Newport and he's picked up the parts now and all this time. And he's going to be leaving at seven o'clock in the morning. That means he should be down there around... Um, the junkyard around 11 in the morning the next day. So I go, okay, cool. I'm going to go back to the resort. We're going to go have a nice dinner and we're going to just kind of take a shower and wash this day off and yeah. get ready for the day tomorrow. So we go and we have a really nice dinner. Yeah, we did. And we had a, and we're fun. making the best out of this situation. Then I get up in the morning and I go, I'm going back over to the junkyard to check on our car because remember everything we own is over there. Yep. I leave Kelly at the resort. I run over there. And uh, I hang out with the boys. We have breakfast. And 
I buy everybody breakfast. Steve gets down there around 10.30 in the morning and he goes, okay, look. And he has like a, a stack of blueprints for how this thing has to go together. And it's a big, thick stack. But Ramon's son goes, I don't need any of that. I know how to do this. I know how to do it. I was up last night. And I, and I figured out he how to do it. He went on YouTube. He went yeah. on YouTube. He went on YouTube to see how to fix it. And he said, I know how to fix it. I got this. It'll take me a couple minutes. And Steve goes, just like, and I'm going to use a bad word. He goes, there's no effing way he's going to fix it in a couple of minutes. It's going to take seven or eight hours if we can even do it. <laughs> I go, okay, well. And he goes, when, he, when the kid Fs it all up, I got a spare one right here. And I go, Okay. <laughs> I go, I'm not going to fight with them. Dude, they've taken care of us so far. They've made sure everything's good. The car's still, everything's good. I go, let's just see what the kid can do. So he goes back in the pit with the part in the flashlight in his mouth, standing in water up to his waist. And he he's underneath the car. And he, okay, go ahead. Underneath the car for 10 minutes, maybe at the most. And he goes, go ahead, start it up, check it out. What? Go ahead. We pour the tranny fluid in, choo-choo-choo, da 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 Start up the car, drive out of the pit. He goes, drive down the road, come back. I drive down the road, I turn around and come back. I pull into the dirt lot, and Steve goes, there's no effing way. There's no effing way. <laughs> and I go, well, I don't know. He, we pull it in the pit. Steve goes underneath there with the flashlight. He, only, he won't go all the way under because he's he's not going to stand in the water, but he's looking around. He's all, there's no leaks. And I go, the car's shifting. I go, this is incredible. A seven-hour job at the dealership. This young man fixed it in 10 minutes. In 10 minutes. And the car right now is still running right still running this second. We still drive it. It's in our driveway. It's still running right now. We never did another thing to it, ever. It's still running four years later. It's running phenomenal. So we get everything. I get over. I pick up Kelly at the resort. But we got to tell, like, what's oh. the name of the junk? What was the name of the junkyard? Do you remember the name, the full name? Because these, this this gentleman, the owner of this. Ramon's. Oh, my God. I mean, if you're, you ever break down. Ramon's Junkie. <laughs> it was. It's got a race car on the. Honestly. Yeah, because the son is like famous here in Mexico, right? As a famous race car yeah, driver. Yeah, anyway, they were terrific. But Mobile he was phenomenal and. I go pick Kelly up at the resort and we're on our way and we take off and we leave, I don't know, two o'clock in the afternoon. We make it all the way to, uh, uh, San, uh, where, where San Martin Island is. San Catin, yes. We make it to San Catin to the old mission that night and have a nice dinner there at the old mission and spend the night. Get up in the morning and we're on our way. Now, we leave early in the morning from San Catin. Beautiful hotel, the El Mission. Yeah. Take off from there and we're on our way. We're driving down and the whole way I'm telling Kelly, hey, we're going to stop in San Ignacio. It's going to be beautiful. It's an oasis in the middle of the desert. It's going to be beautiful. That's when you enter into uh, Baja Sir, that's when you're in South Baja. When you get to San Ignacio, that's the separation point. We're going to be down and we're going to go to the mission there and it's going to be beautiful and everything's going to be great. We've gone through like four checkpoints already. Everyone's yeah, waving simple. us through. Everybody's all happy. Everybody's happy, happy, happy. 
So we're driving, 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 driving. Steve's in front of us. He's having his adult beverages and he's doing his thing and he's driving and everything's happy. Kelly and I, we don't do adult beverages. We don't do anything. We're cruising along and uh, Kelly's got her eyebrow pencil on the dash. She's oh, my been, lip liner. Was my lip, lip liner. liner She's yeah. been doing her makeup and stuff. We pull up to the checkpoint at San Ignacio and for some reason they're looking for somebody in a silver Mercedes because... They pull us over immediately. They decide that Kelly's eyebrow pencil is lip liner. Lip liner is something to smoke marijuana out of. So they pull us over to the side of the, they get Kelly out of the car again. This is, this is day two of the, well, it's actually oh, day, like three day three yeah. or four, but it's actually the second real day of traveling. They separate us again from the car. They decide that we are smuggling some type of drugs. They take every single thing. Well, we first before they take everything out, they take us out and separate us. So they put me kind of close to the car that I had to stand by, you know, almost next to the car. And then Dave is on the other side of the car away from me. And, and I'm like, Oh my God, I've never been, I've never had this happen to me. I've never, I've never been in really Mexico, like this far into Mexico. I mean, you know, by car. And I, I'm just like, oh, my God, what, what, they're going to take us away. They're going to snatch me away and uh, take me who God knows where. I just have always heard, you know, these horror stories. So anyway. And it's military. It's full on military. And uh, so they, they got me and they're and telling. I really thought that they were going to kidnap me or him and, you know, sell our organs or something. I thought this is what was going to happen. I really did. I really did. I thought, oh, God. You know, but anyway. So. And they're asking me where the drugs are. They keep asking me over and over and over again, where's the drugs? Where's the drugs? I'm like, we don't have any drugs, sir. We're, well, we're going to take your whole car apart. I said, well, then you're going to take it apart because we don't have any drugs. And it wasn't because we look like druggies. It was because somebody had tipped off somebody that this car obviously had some drugs in it. But we, so they take every single thing out of the car and keeping us separated. And they're telling me to hit the eyebrow pencil. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, you can't. It, it was stuck together so tight that the lid wouldn't come off. But it looked, I guess it looks like one of those pens that the kids smoke pot out of. It was bizarre. But this is going on forever. And every single thing we own is out of the car. And they're going through and they're tapping on the floorboards. And they're looking all over the car. And they got the trunk, everything in the trunk out. And the jack and everything. They got everything out. This goes on for, I don't know, half an hour, 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. Then they finally, and then they're well, going to go through Kelly's yeah. purse. So this, the, the, the main guy is, you know, at the very end, is going to go through my purse. He wants to search my purse. And I said, excuse me, uh, you, you enter at your own risk. But if you find my eyelash curler, let me know because I haven't been able to find it. It's just a mess <laughs> in my purse. There's so much stuff in there, but good luck. Good luck. She's in a good mood. She's <laughs> not freaking out now. She's... <laughs> Because they're not, well, I was find, mad. I they're was not like, finding anything. Things are starting purse. to. <laughs> it serves you right. Then the guy's all. Then he just gives up and he's all. <laughs> he starts putting everything back in Kelly's purse and then he starts to help us put everything back in the car and he's all okay. And we put everything back in there. It takes probably a half an hour to load the car. And he tells us we're on our way. At the time, back, there's a theme here every time. Kelly had to go potty. <laughs> And uh, remember, she had to go potty 
before yeah. and actually i go potty and i'm all okay well we'll just stop here and say Ignacio, you can look at the uh, yeah, you can look at the mission and we'll go potty there and she's all we're not stopping i, I don't want to look at anywhere till we get to loretto because <laughs> you said we're going to get a hotel room in loretto yeah, I was not interested at that point in stopping and sightseeing. I just wanted to get to our destination. And I knew we weren't driving at night. So if we had to stop at a hotel, that was fine. But I wanted to just get that drive over with. So San Ignacio, San Ignacio to Loretto is about a five-hour drive. And I'm like, baby, you're going to have to go to the bathroom before we get Nope, I'm not getting out of this car, car until we get there. I'm like, okay. So we drive through. When you come over the mountain into the Sea of Cortez, first thing you come into is Santa Rosalia, then you go from Santa Rosalia to Mulahe, Mulahe to Loretto. Kelly doesn't give two poops about, I'm trying to show her stuff. She's got a piece of bad, but she doesn't care. She's so pissed off right now that all this stuff has happened and she's like over it. So needless to say, five hours later, we pull into Loretto and we pull up to our hotel and, and I have to go to the bathroom. Super so, bad. So Dave goes into the, the lobby, the front lobby, and he's supposedly getting, getting the room, room so she can go potty. He's taking forever. And I'm just like, what is going on? Like, okay, I'm not waiting. I left our car in the front of this hotel. I just left it there with everything in it. I march into the lobby of this hotel, and there's Dave standing with a large group of guys just talking about himself and, and, I'm how, giving a seminar. and how rich he is. And I'm like, are you kidding They all know me because they all fish. They're down there for a tournament. They all knew me and they wanted to talk to me about what was the best way to He's go like, about yellowtail fishing. He's like, oh, fish he wants to introduce me. I said, no, I got to pee. I, I need to go. So, yeah, that did not <laughs> help at all. I was super pissed about that. I'm sorry, but yeah. Unbelievable, right? So, I made sh after I got done doing my little seminar... <laughs> I made sure that the hotel could put our cars right outside of our room. We check in. They're like, nope, Steve's room will be there. You guys will be upstairs. I'm like, okay. So Steve's room's right by our car. So he opens his windows here. We go into our room and there is a one bed. One bed. And it's a like a, a not a twin. It was like a full. Double. Or, yeah. Yeah, full, like a double. I mean, and we, you know, sometimes we like each other, sometimes we don't. We right now, we're not liking each other <laughs> yeah, too much. At this point, I was like, I don't want to sleep that close to him. But, and there was no, it was weird. That was a weird I mean, it was a nice place, but. But the, was that was the only bed they had. I went back downstairs. The place was full. They didn't have any other beds. That yeah, was it. It was like sleeping on a on a, on a a wooden box, though. It really was. I remember Well, that. we just laid there for a few hours and then got up and then started our trip. So from Loretto to Cabo is like six hours without any traffic and no semis or anything happening. So we get up in the morning. We have a nice breakfast. We had a phenomenal yeah, dinner in Loretto that really night at the steakhouse. So we had a really nice mm -hmm. dinner. Things are starting to look a little bit better. You know, we only got six more hours. We're going to be at our new home. She has never seen our I've house. I've never seen our home because Dave, remember I said to him, hey. I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back until house. you get us a new place to live. So he... It was up to him to to find us a place. I didn't even I didn't see it. I didn't have really much say in it. You just and that's where we it. live now. So I I was going to see where we were going to live for the very first time. So so on the road again. Off we go. We're on the road. We're driving. We go up the mountains in Loretto. The Mercedes running great, by the way. It runs phenomenal. There's no no problems with it. 
we're driving through the mountains and we drive through Constitution and the, that town's got more stop signs than any town on the planet Earth. It's got 38 stop signs in a one and a half mile zone. But uh, we get through there, we're cruising in, get, we're coming down the mountain into La Paz. We get into the town of La Paz and uh, we do like a, a, there's a little shortcut to get through everything and I'm looking in the rearview mirror, and my buddy Steve is in our forerunner, but he's not back there. I don't see him back there, so I slow down. Here he comes around the corner. I'm doing like 20. He's doing like 10. I'm like, what is he? We're we're two hours from our house. We're You're two he's hours. He's taking a detour. He's, he's looking around. Effing around he? back there. What is he doing? He's effing around. He's effing around. He's up. All of a sudden, he isn't going anywhere now. The car is done. It's stopped. We have we have the little uh, CB. What are they? What are the little walkie talkies? Walkie right? talkies. And and Steve comes on the walkie talkie and says, "Car's done. The car, the truck. Well, truck is done. It's not going anywhere." I'm like, "You got to be kidding me!" I go back there, and it's dead. And I'm like, "No way. We're just never gonna get. This is just this can't be happening to us again. This can't be happening." We stop for a second, look up, and we are dead center right in front of an auto zone. Mm -hmm. I'm not, you can't make this stuff up, gang. Remember, Ensenada, we got saved by the junkyard. The car, the truck breaks down in front of auto zone. I'm not even kidding. In La Paz. In La Paz. <laughs> we've been in the middle of nowhere for days, and now we're in front of an auto parts store. Steve and I, we decide that it has to be the alternator, but we're not going to put an alternator in. So I buy a brand new battery. Across, the, I go across the street, buy the brand new battery, bring it over. We put it in the tr truck, hook it up. Truck starts right up, and we drive home. If a brand new battery will last a few hours without an alternator, so we're just driving. I'm like, we're going to go as far as we can until the truck quits running. Remember, it's got everything we own in it, and it made it all the way home. And we pulled into our beautiful home here, and here we are today in yeah, our beautiful we're still home in the same house with our beautiful and, monkey. And yeah, it's, that was that was a that was that was traumatic experience. But um, we're, we're I'm still here. And then two months later, we fly up for the uh, the last Fred Hall fishing tackle and boat show at the Long Beach Convention Center because I have a booth there and I'm doing a show there and I'm doing a bunch of seminars there. And that was when. That was the last trade show in America. That show was the last trade show in America. And then all holy heck broke loose. And let me tell you guys something. If you can get your lovely wife to move to a third world country with you. To quit her job. Get rid of everything she Belongings pretty much. All my winter clothes. I didn't bring any. <laughs> and then move to a third world country and then go through a global pandemic. And then still be with you. And then do the unheard of and get this tattooed on her arm that says, Captain Dave, you know you got a winner. You know you got a winner. Hey, gang, I hope you enjoyed this story. This is a story, one of the many, many stories you of had our to life. Be there. <laughs> it was crazy. But that's how I got Kelly to move to Mexico with me. Pretty yeah. amazing stuff, right, gang? Pretty amazing stuff. Mind over bladder, <laughs> yeah, Kelly. Mind that. over bladder. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Gang, 
I hope you enjoyed that story. We had a lot of people watching. That is the story of how Kelly and I got to Cabo San Lucas. We've had and it's all true. We didn't embellish at all. That's really what happened. There's probably more stuff that happened that we forgot or we just are embarrassed to say. I don't know, but that's all true. <laughs> but I can't tell you, gang. I don't think I could find a better partner on the planet Earth. I am blessed, blessed, blessed to have Kelly Girl in my life. I am very, very blessed. She is, she is definitely like a lot of you said. She's a trooper. I love her very much. I make sure that I treat her as, as a queen. She gets, she gets much as she can handle of me, though. I guarantee you that. <laughs> I'm not an easy person to live with. He I know that. But uh, I love you, though. We love all of you. We want yes. to tell you how much we appreciate all of you. We'll get Kelly on here next Thursday for another story time. We have we have lots of good stories. The next one probably won't take an hour, but thank you for giving us <laughs> yes, an hour of you. your time. I hope we didn't disappoint you. I hope we entertained you a little bit with the story. But that, like Kelly said, no embellishment. I know that's hard to believe coming out of my mouth, but that's absolutely what happened word for word. And then... Uh, when we got here to this house, this house came fully furnished with all the stuff in it. And what did you think when you got here? And back then, no one lived here except yeah, there was like very, very few houses up here on the hill. Oh, my God. We have this beautiful view of the arch. And it was just I was blown away. I was like, wow, Dave, you did good. You made up for that 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 little place you had in downtown above the karaoke bar. Um, and the gentlemen's club. And the gentlemen's club, yeah. And uh, this place is is a, a, a cutest cutest house. It's two story, three bedroom, three bath. And a I'm lot of you have seen it. We've yeah. done a lot of videos of the house and showed people where we live and all that stuff. But once again, I just want to thank everybody for helping Kelly and I out as much as you do. You, oh. And during the during the the pandemic when we were doing our live shows every single day and doing story time and the love and everything that you gave us because we were just like all of you. We were all scared of what was going on in the world at the time. And we were down here in a third world country and all we had was all of you. Mm -hmm. All we had was you guys watching our show and showing us your love and giving us all your kind thoughts and prayers and everything else. And I want to thank everybody because we probably wouldn't have made it through it without all of you. And I want to thank you all. Hopefully we entertained you again. Today with some cool stories of our life. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> thank you very much. And tomorrow we got, we were going to have Tito Ortiz on the show, but Tito had a call. He had to end up going to Miami. So he's in Miami tonight and we don't know if his internet's going to work or not. So we're not going to, we're going to have Tito on the show in May. We're going to have the great Todd Mancher join Ooh. us again tomorrow. We're going to have a tribute to Todd's boss. Todd's boss passed away last night. Very, very sad, very tragic. Ralph is like Todd's adopted father. Ralph's been a huge part of Todd's life for a very, very long time. Ralph is the owner of the boardroom. Todd's been with Ralph for a very, very long time. So we're going to have a tribute show to Ralph tomorrow with Todd with lots of great stories about Ralph. You want to tune in for that. And Todd's going to talk about what he's seeing out there on the water. He's out there right now whale watching and seeing the temperatures change in the water and he's going to have all kinds of good insight plus we're going to have a lot of good stories about Todd Ralph. Watching. Hi Todd. Thank you Todd for helping us out tomorrow being part of the show. I know this is a tough time in your life. We love you very very much all of you 
And uh, hopefully you guys can tune in tomorrow and watch Todd and I talk about the great man, Ralph, the great human being that he was and all the cool things he did for Todd and helped Todd and Todd's life. And I thank all of you thank once you. again, Kelly. Yes, thank you. Tell all. everybody. Oh, thank you all so much. Yes, thank you. And Dave Kelly. Crying. Dave's crying right now. Yeah, I love Todd. Yes, Todd's a special guy. So, gang, thank you again, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks. Bye. Four in the morning. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Birds up in the sky.